episode 102. Thank you all for listening to episode 101, Living Through Days of Thunder, a B-Dub bio. I am Gray, here with my co-host, and only one, Burr. Burr. Burr is not my friend. (laughs) I can tell you that. I'm still, thankfully my superpower is still intact of never being hungover. That was a rough day for me, still at episode 100. Yeah, when you release it all before 8 p.m., that's that. That's a good. That's a good start. Yeah, and and I'm happy the the non hungover life of myself is uh, still intact. So I appreciate that very much. Um, we're not going to go into too much today. We're trying to keep this episode short. Our episode on Thursday that came out from the seventh was actually two hours. It was a good good to have Shiv on, and um, uh, hopefully he's going to be here for the next couple weeks and uh, to, to help cover for us. And Brandon is out, so he's kind of become a uh, over-the-line grown-up. How's that? He has, but he's still given us, uh, you know, tidbits and information and picks and everything. Yeah, and we appreciate that, and it's fun. So thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Wear Clothing, first and primary sponsor of Over the Lines Boards Podcast. Thank you to uh, Crandall's Quality Lawn Care, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not. Almost got you. Almost got me. So does not serve. Indochina. Indochina. I don't know where that's at. I just missed the TV terribly, and that was the first thing that came to my head. All right. I so, don't know why. Crandall's caught in lawn care. I'm not even drunk. I just don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I don't even, I'm going to look up and see if that's a real place. Indochina? Indochina. Well, while you do that, I'll, I'll again, Sean, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not Indochina. We'll find out about that. Um, yeah, so it's mainland Southeast Asia. There we go. That's a region. It's just a whole area. Perfect. He doesn't serve that whole area. Hopefully we can get some listeners down there. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Tim at Verizon, true technology business partner, helps local businesses deploy technologies that positively impact operations and can increase revenue for the company. Thank you to Cassandra at PNC. Visit Cassandra or give her a call, 419-877-0634. Can help with all of your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, personal banking, she's there to help. And also thanks, of course, I'm going to keep thanking him, Steve Savage and Associates for episode 100. Bought all the food from Frickers. Got fries, got all the wings, 250 wings, and I think five orders of uh, the Bruce City fries, which yeah, are great. Yeah, he was more more than happy to assist us. I got to sit and talk with him for a little bit, and he was absolute great guy. Was, yes, he is. I mean, couldn't have been more happy to do it. He did for us, which is, you know, it's an awesome thing. We appreciate the space, certainly. The food is an even bigger plus. He was amazing, extremely nice guy. Cannot thank him enough. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Steve. And um, so we, we've we got a few things to cover. So we had some things from Justin on Twitter. We missed him last, last uh, week for episode 99 and episode 100, which is okay. He got back to us this week, and we appreciate it. And his question was, um, OTL Sports Pod, what are your thoughts on this show? Do you think it has potential? Will you be watching it? So he is talking about Straight Up Steve Austin, which premieres on Monday after Raw, so tomorrow after Raw at 11 o'clock on the USA Network. And Becky Lynch will be making an appearance during the season. So the show, give you a quick premise, is about you know celebrities are going to come there and kind of see a day in the life of Steve Austin. You going to be watching it? 
I probably will watch a couple um, with my new fancy YouTube TV, which I haven't quite figured out exactly how to do it yet. But I know that I can DVR, so I'll definitely DVR that show once I figure out how to do it. Um, it looks like it's going to be fun. The one that the preview that I've seen quite a bit, and I don't know if it'll be the first one or one of the others, but with Rob Regal. Oh gosh! It, one, he's hilarious. But two, it looks absolutely amazing. And, I mean, he was an Army guy, so I see they talk about that a little bit and some of the stuff that he has. So that will be pretty cool. So whenever he's on, I think that will be a really fun one. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch. I mean, dude, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And mm-hmm. I, I tagged you and Dub in, I was just about to mention this. in the uh, Dave Portnoy Pizza Review. Um, he was Stone Cold. He was in New York City, did the, Stone Cold, or did the pizza review with Dave Portnoy. Um, absolutely hilarious. I thought it was just funny as could be. Stone Cold, absolute comedian, but Portnoy um, at the end when they're doing the gun comparison of the arms, oh my oh god, it was hilarious. And he started off saying, "You're so intimidating because your arms are like five of the size, the times of mine." <laughs> it was and hilarious. So he, when they threw the beers, he caught him, and then oh, he dropped one after yeah. he opened it, and he was like, "I'm so embarrassed." I he dropped goes, the. He goes, "I did the hardest one, and I caught it. I caught two with both hands, right? But then I dropped it." Right. Absolutely hilarious. So a few things I wanted to talk about. Cain Velasquez had his first wrestling match in AAA, and it was actually pretty good. He impressed people in his pro wrestling debut. Mm-hmm. Um, he wore, I, Did you see it? I, I saw some of it. Yeah, so did I. And it was, I was like. he looked. The, I was impressed. The, uh, the, the I, I don't want to say backflip, but the flip he did over that guy's back. Insane. That was impressive as I did see that. For a big, he's a big dude. And didn't he open up with like, a, uh, did he do a Hurricane Rana? Uh, I think he did. Yes, I don't think he opened up with it, but he did. Now was he? He was he was wearing a mask, right? Right. He had a bull mask. Yeah. See, I like that. He's bringing his Mexican culture to that. They all wear masks down there. Dude, I thought that was so cool. It was it was absolutely amazing to see. I I went in with no, didn't know what he would do, and he impressed. Yes, he did. I'm very very happy for him. Um, there's a few other things I wanted to talk about because we're trying to make this episode quick, but this is very important, and I'm I'm sad that we forgot to mention this in episode 101. We had a, a, a shooting in Dayton, Ohio, which is, is close to us. Uh, it's actually two and a half hours for us. So, um, I mean, I'm going to be there next week. And I was there on Thursday uh, last week. Not this, this past Sorry, Thursday, but this the week before. This upcoming week, right? So, yeah. That's crazy. And, and um, you know, our hearts go out to them, everybody in El Paso that was affected, and the other cities who have just gone through some shootings. Uh, to be serious, you know, we there are times we do have fun on this show, but there are times to be very serious. And this is one of them. Uh, my company has an office in Dayton, and they were shook when I heard when I talked to them on the Monday morning after the call. They were shook, and I was actually up when I heard about the shooting because it was it was after episode 100. Mm-hmm. It was on uh, Saturday night, and it was like three or four in the morning. I was listening to the show, and it comes across my phone. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah, it was it was terrible. Um, you know, my work has headquarters within an hour of Dayton. So, and they obviously they have family around there. That's that's scary. Um, uh, one of the guys I work with who lived down in the area, and they would go. You know, it's not a the the place where they're at isn't a huge area. So, you know, you want to go to bigger bars and hang out with more people. You got to go to Dayton, and um, you know, it's certainly scary, no doubt, hitting that close to home. But knowing that people have gone to those bars and said it, like, hey, I've partied at that bar before. Like, it's it's insane. Um, it's sad. Dayton PD did a fantastic job um, of neutralizing, you know, the suspect, getting that out. And 
we're not going to sit here and give them the light of day. It's a tragedy. A lot of people lost loved ones. Um, more people were injured. Same thing with El Paso. But you you got to appreciate the response time of the Dayton PD of getting there within minutes yeah, and they were, neutralizing they were him with, and neutralizing him within seconds. Yeah. Um, and that's just PD. You know, that's not the FBI. It's not a whole SWAT team. Those are just regular cops doing their job. So um, it's unfortunate that people had to lose their lives for that. But the way that Dayton PD got there and did their thing, um, that's that's very good. And um, yeah, it's unfortunately sad. You know, I, I we don't want to sit here and bring politics into this, but the, something's got to happen. Change needs made. Um, obviously, I mean, if you look at all the other countries. We have like 265 uh, mass shootings over the last like 10 years, I think. And the next closest country is three. So yeah. something needs to be done. Um, you're not going to get rid of all of them. You'll never get rid of all of them. There's always going to be bad people in the world. But something has to be done. Something has to change. And we won't get into the politics of it because unfortunately now it has become a lot of politics, a lot of blaming, a lot of gun control, a lot of mental health and arguments going back and forth. And we just want to honor those victims that we uh, tragically lost and those that are injured. Um, our hearts go out to them. Uh, but what I wanted to bring up about this, so indie wrestler, uh, Jeremy Ganger, I don't know if you saw this, was the bouncer. He's an indie wrestler. Okay, this guy right here. Mm. He is a bouncer at the bar in Dayton where the mass shooter tried to force his way into. Jeremy barricaded himself against the door and stopped the shooter from entering until the police were able to take over the situation. That's, I mean, that's hero stuff right there. That is. That is hero stuff. So we have no idea how many lives he saved, and um, and he deserves the praise. So I saw that story, and I was like, I, I have to talk about it on the show. That's very important. And, uh, again, our hearts can't go out to him enough, uh, yeah. and and to everybody that was lost and everybody that was hurt there and affected by by the shooting. So, um, to go on to other things that are kind of heartfelt, um, we lost Harley Race last week, uh, a big loss, and I, I thought this was amazing because this just tells you about we talk about Vince a lot and wrestling and what he does and tearing up scripts lately in SmackDown, but this. This just tells you about Vince. So I'm going to read this tweet from Trevor Murdoch, who used to be employed with WWE. He said, I just wanted to put this out there. Harley needed to be transferred from Atlanta to St. Louis. He needed to take a med flight because he was in rough shape. Medicare wouldn't help him. A call was made to WWE, and 10 minutes later, it was paid in full. Mm. Vince McMahon never blinked an eye. He wanted to make sure Harley was taken care of. Thank you, Vince. You gave me two more days with Harley. And it goes on. We Love Pro Wrestling commented on this and said, Vince McMahon is often criticized for who he is, but he did something great for Harley Race during his final few days. It just goes to show everybody how Vince McMahon is as a person. He's always appreciated, and you know he's a huge asshole when he can, you know in the business world. But outside of it, when things matter and when things need done, Vince McMahon will step up to the plate and do what he needs to do to take care of one. I hate to say it this way, but the people who made him money legends and all of that but he does have a heart maybe a black heart but it's still a heart and he you know this story proves that he helps out with that and he's done it for plenty of other people you know there's always been times where you hear the well he didn't get this person help but he does he sends these guys to rehab he does all of that you know when needed he may exploit it from time to time unfortunately but it's in it's fake i mean it's storyline that's what that is that's the whole point of that so when it comes down to you know real life and what needs to be done, I think Vince is Vince is very good at taking care of the guys who took care of him financially. You know, 
money-wise. He made them money. That's what they did. They were stars. And I think he'd do that for mid-card guys and, and other people as well. So it's good to hear that he did that. Yeah. So um, in another indie uh, wrestling, Jay White actually is the first person to beat John Moxley or Dean Ambrose since he left WWE to pin him. Yeah. Uh, so he beat him. Uh, another thing, Jericho Cruz. So talk about this fluffy. Gabriel Iglesias is going to be on the cruise as oh. a comedian. Okay, he's funny. So add him to it. Um, and so there's that. So All Elite Wrestling, they sold out uh, their next pay-per-view, and they also sold out their their first show on TNT. Yes. And I went and saw Hobbs and Shaw uh, last weekend and the day before episode 100, and they actually showed a just a quick clip like tnt put money out there to show aew at jericho and cody Rhodes on it did you see what they're calling it what's that aew's wednesday night show Mm-mm. wednesday night dynamite i like it is that not like monday night nitro monday dynamite night nitro, nitro dude it's kind of eerie just saying. wednesday night dynamite is what it's going to be called wednesday night dynamite so their first show on tv is october 9th wednesday is the second is it? I think it's the second. Is it? Yes. Oh, well, this website, um, just uh, you wanted me to grab the city. So what's the city they're in on the second? Do you know? Uh, because I'm only seeing the 9th and 16th right here. They are in Washington, D.C. That's the second. Yep. So the 9th, my apologies. You're the, okay. The 9th, they're in Boston, Mass. And then they're in Philly, right? And then, Phil, and then Philly on the 16th. And they sold out on the second. They're going to sell out the first several. I mean, it's going to happen. Um, I'm seeing if they... They have, well, the article says they have a hot streak for selling on venue. Sorry, I'm on a dirt sheet sort of thing, so excuse me for not having real sources here, but decent enough to go on and give you some sort of facts. It looks like, okay, so the, the tickets for the 9th and the 16th are going on sale. Oh, they went on sale this last Friday, the 9th. So they did just go on sale. Um. I don't have the last article I have is dated August sixth, so I don't have obviously if they've sold out or not. I'm sure we'll figure that out by next week's taping, though. Faux show. All right. Um, next, you didn't watch anything with SmackDown or Raw. Uh, I watched the first hour and twenty minutes of Raw. I did not watch any SmackDown, and I knew that Goldberg came back again. Goldberg on Raw, so. There's a few things here. So Roman Reigns' mystery attacker attacks, uh, so to speak, and we don't know who it is. Brock Lesnar beat up Seth Rollins again. Ugh. Um, so st- it was he so came stupid. Out, he came out hurt and got beat up. I, I, I did not like that. I thought that was really dumb. And I haven't been watching a lot lately, so apologize if it's not, but it looked really stupid. And so The Miz, we thought, was going to fight Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam, and Michaels was in there because it was Miz TV, Shawn Michaels. And... He said, you didn't read the fine print. I'm not the one fighting you at SummerSlam. And it turns to Michaels, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I turned my fan off, and I, like, was a little kid marking out at the TV. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's not me. I'm like, son of a bitch. (laughs) And it's Goldberg. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I think we – I don't know if I texted you that or not, but pretty much just sounds like a guy who Goldberg can look big because the guy's small. And that's pretty much what that is. Um, it's someone Goldberg's going to crush, and it's not someone he's going to gas out and who's big and heavy like The Undertaker. Dolph's like 
190 maybe. And Dolph can control himself in the ring still. And Dolph is still a good performer. So it's going to be a squash. Goldberg's going to beat the shit out of him. Spear, jackknife, good night. Because that's what happened to Dolph lately. For whatever reason, must must have pissed in somebody's Cheerios. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. The only thing I got out of Raw in the hour I watched, besides the whole Lesnar and Rollins' terrible promo, I didn't think it was that great um, because it made it sound like he was going to quit. And then he's like, I'm just going to keep coming back. Um, How hot Trish was. My God. She is still smoking hot. Yeah, she is. She is very hot. Absolute babe. Um, So Becky Lynch and Charlotte beat Trish and Natalia via disqualification. Natalia didn't break up a sharpshooter, so that's why they won. Andrade beat Rey Mysterio. Um, Viking Raiders beat Jay Alexander and Eric Abraham. Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander fought to a no contest. Bray came out and got Kurt. Yep. They were in Pittsburgh, too, so that was Kurt's hometown. I thought that was good, giving him a lot of heat there. The original club beat the New Day and Ricochet via pinfall in a six-man match. And then uh, we had the— It wasn't title for title, right? Right. Okay. And then the women's tag team championship, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, uh, they won the titles. Hmm. Okay. Iconics got knocked out first. And a funny thing I saw, uh, I, I laughed hysterically, and I'm trying to pull this up. It was a good point that was made on <laughs> on what Michael Cole said. I just cracked up when I read this. I was like, yeah, that's so true. And it's so sad to see that is – let me scroll over to it. Got to get to it. Takes a minute. Cole, it's an elimination match, so the Iconics don't have to be pinned to lose their titles. Actually, yes, they do <laughs> because they got knocked out first, so they had to they had to get pinned, and they did. Yep. Or submitted, whatever, and they lost, so they were out. But it came down to them and the Kabuki sisters, which is Ashka and Kyrie Sane, but uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross ended up winning, so whatever. By the way, that Kabuki sisters totally Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, probably. And 24-7 title, did you see how it changed hands? Yes, um, <laughs> at the OBGYN. It was yeah. hilarious. Mike well, Canales. Mike Canellis <laughs> laid on Maria like he the was patting the baby. on his back, who was the OBGYN. Hilarious. And then R-Truth, as a nice Woman. old black lady, sitting there just <laughs> looks at him with the biggest smile on his face. And rolls him up. And rolls him up. And then he wins the title. So it's, he throws a fake baby at him and rolls yeah. him up. So, uh, God, it was fantastic. So for uh, SmackDown, the we find out the big thing at the end is Roman Reigns, well, he, he got fake hit by a car on Monday. And it was I was like, oh, it's an eco-friendly car. And Samoa Joe's like, we need help out here. So he didn't go attack him because all he wanted to do was fight Roman Reigns. And then you find out it's Eric Rowan which was weird. You know, he beats up Buddy Murphy and then kind of chokes him out against the wall. And he's like, I saw Rowan, I saw Rowan. So it's like, okay. And Rowan and Daniel Bryan are standing there at the end uh, just looking at him. So the New Day fought them and won via disqualification. Shane McMahon beat up Kevin Owens ahead of SummerSlam. And then Charlotte Flair cut a Romo to kick off SmackDown. Dolph Ziggler uh, versus Rey Mysterio never actually began. And... Dolph Ziggler actually fought Ali and beat him with a super kick. So I'm like, oh, Ali's good, and you're wasting him to try to build up Ziggler ahead of Goldberg. Natalia in Ember Moon was a double countout. Aleister Black beat Sami Zayn. He hit that black mass. I like watching Aleister Black, dude. He's fun. Yeah. I like his entrance and everything, yeah. how it just kind of crips up. up. Yep. Yeah, that's sweet. It's awesome. Sean and Benjamin cut a weird promo again. Um, 
And then Firefly Funhouse segment aired, and the that pig Huskus was eating like chocolate in there, and he just talking to it, and then he just kind of goes dark uh, after that. Elias confronted Chad Gable backstage, who has a haircut, which we didn't talk about a few weeks ago. And then a pre-taped promo was good about, with uh, Kofi Kingston ahead of his match with Randy Orton. And speaking of Randy Orton, we saw that I saw it before we got tagged, but uh, mm-hmm. his wife gave him an incredible. RKO and out of pool. nowhere into the pool. That was cool. I like that. That was pretty awesome. Um, it was fun for us to see, and I, I that was probably the highlight of my day, actually, <laughs> which is sad to say. But yeah, it was good. Good stuff right there. Um, we had on here that we're gonna watch Rock and Brock. Probably save that for next week. We'll save it for next week. After we gotta SummerSlam. do, we got what Jason. We got Jason. Jeremy, we got Jeremy, and then SummerSlam picks. So you want to go with Jason? Let's do Jason stuff. I he texted me today, and I literally just opened this for the first time, right? And I almost started laughing while you were just talking. I had to hold it back because these may be some of his best questions. I like it. So question number one, and I have to say this dramatically, please, is in his parentheses. Who is trying to kill Roman Reigns? <laughs> I don't know if that was dramatic or not. It was kind of sad, if anything. Uh, D- Daniel Bryan, I guess. I don't understand the whole premise, but I, I mean, hope it's Rikishi. That would be great. Um, it that would be good. It is the and it could be uh, Idris Elba's character from Hobbs and Shaw, since uh, Roman Reigns was in Hobbs and Shaw as as uh, one of the family members of Dwayne. Maybe it. Maybe even though. I won't spoil the movie. Maybe it's Idris Elba as uh, Brixton okay. is his name. My pick, my pick for Kishi. I, I could see that happening okay. with the Usos. But this is the best I've seen Roman Reigns since he was uh, heel in the beginning with uh, the Shield. I like his yeah. character right now like this. It's Yeah, I like these mystery sort of angles here. It, it makes, Except it's just weird. It, it makes it a little better. I saw Rowan. What? Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing is what they're doing. They want that to be. Um, they want that to be thinking it's Daniel Bryan, right? But right. is it? No, probably That's not. That's probably why it's called a swerve, bro. Swerve, bro. Number That's... two, Natalia is not attractive? Question mark. No. I think she's all right. Do it once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she'll wear kitten ears. Six point five. 6.9. I'd let her put me in a sharpshooter. Yeah, same here. This one is the one that Bob made me laugh. Number three. Who can consume more? Brandon, Krispy Kreme Donuts. Gary, beers. Or Ryan, girlfriends. <laughs> well, I'm out with beers because I just throw them back up. Um, uh, if it was liquor, it would be a different story. Man, down to donuts and you with <laughs> girlfriends. Uh, that's that's a close one. I'd like to see that over time. Um, I would I would personally guarantee Brandon has had more Krispy Kreme donuts than I've had girlfriends. Just throwing that out there. I think he likes Dunkin' Donuts though. So you're might telling be me he hasn't? I mean, I I can go through a whole bag of those crullers. I thought you were going to say Krispy you go through a whole bag of women. <laughs> No, that's gross. <laughs> and women are alive. Uh, yeah, this is true. They're not rubbery and plastic and come from overseas with built-in batteries. <laughs> um, 
I, but have you, like, I mean, those mini crawlers from Krispy Kreme, yes. amazing. I could sit there and have a whole thing. So I know that Brandon's definitely sat there and ate a whole thing or a whole bag of those if I can. Just throwing that out there. Number four, most underrated current WWE talent. Ali. Uh, see, I like, uh, I like Aleister Black, as you just said. I think. I don't think, but he's. I'm taking, he's getting put to the mainstream. He's getting there, but he's not yet. And I'm taking I would that agree. as he's, under, him, he's underrated. Not quite there yet, but his knees are some Dude, insane. Black some, Mass is sick. Something vicious, man. And so I like that. He, you're right, though. He's not going to be underrated for longer because he's going to be a top guy here oh, very, yeah. very Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. I could see him and Drew McIntyre having more of a story. They would be really good together. I would agree with you. I think they'd be solid. Yes. Very solid. Top guys. They'd be really They'd good. have to make it a good storyline, but they could. Yeah. Hopefully, don't mess up the writing. Right. Give it to Heyman. Number five and last question. <laughs> Who does the diamond cutter best? Stone Cold or Kevin Owens? <laughs> this was a good question. This made me laugh too. Stone Cold for sure <laughs> yeah. does a better diamond cutter. Well, Stone Cold does a better stunner. So I'll give Kevin Owens the diamond cutter. Absolutely fantastic. These some were some of Jason's better questions that he's had recently. So <laughs> he's fresh off vacation. <laughs> I know his mind is free, so I think that's why once he gets a little bit pent up and he's you know working all those hours, working really hard down there making coffee, he uh, you know those questions get a little crappy. But off his vacation, fantastic. Right. Thanks, Jason. All right. So Jeremy's discussion, uh, wrestling topic. First of all, I do believe Hebner was scared with the screw job. He was put in an impossible situation. And Bear asked who my favorite referee was, which is a great question. In fact, my favorite referee does not deserve a quick mention here. He deserves an entire segment of the show, LOL. So I'd like to prepare by finding some clips for next week's show. Finding ref clips are rather difficult. This is a referee not many people know, and he does not get the respect he deserves. I cannot build him up enough. He is an all-time legend. In fact, I would put him in my top 10 wrestling personalities of all time. And you may as well once you learn more about him. So that is a teaser for next week. As for the topic this week, thank, thanks for the cliffhanger, Jeremy. Jeez, now I'm going to be wondering about a referee all week. Damn it. As for the topic for this week, this brought up a good one. When people come up and their top list of wrestlers, or in this case, wrestling personalities, to include managers, refs, ring announcers, etc., usually we get the same names. Rock, Austin, Hogan, HBK, etc. He's right. Do you have any in maybe a top 20 that would be very out of the norm to where people would scratch their heads over. I'm off for a jog. I'll be back around seven for trivia. So he's gonna do seven he's gonna do our trivia next week. I told him this week's gonna be shorter, so we're doing trivia next week. Um guys that I liked that weren't top echelon guys when I was a kid, Val Venus and Ken Shamrock. And they feuded for a little bit, but I liked both of them. Um Ken Shamrock more than Val Venus probably, but all of Val Venus's angles I absolutely thought were hilarious, and that sounded really weird. Um, but I thought he was a great wrestler. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, Ken Shamrock, I always liked, you know, the UFC, the fighting sort of thing. Right. So him coming over and being able to be one, I mean, the dude was a phenomenal wrestler. I don't think a lot of people really realize that he was a really good wrestler and you know listening to other podcasts will not said that he could have been a top star 
I mean, could have been a top star with the belt. I think he was Intercontinental Champion, maybe European Champion. But the dude was just dominant. So Ken Shamrock, I would say, of guys in the top 20 to 30, you know, in that era for sure. But for me, I I really liked watching Ken Shamrock. I thought he was a great actor. The anger thing was fantastic. The whole thing with his little sister, Ryan, I thought was great. Fantastic right. angle. That was that with was Val. Really um, but, you know, he was a really good wrestler as well. And he was respected among everyone else in that locker room from what everybody said. Um, you know, came in as a UFC guy. Didn't look to be a tough ass or anything. Try to bully people. He came in. He learned. He did all of that. Was respectful from every single story I've ever heard. And then you know left the business quietly because he he loved fighting. He wanted to go back and fight. Unfortunately, he likes that a little bit too much, and that's his entire life. It would be nice if he'd come back and do like a general manager role and maybe active every now and then, but not a lot. But yeah, Ken Shamrock would have been that one. So I hope that's. Um, down there enough for Jeremy, as I know I'll find out next week. So, um, Mark Henry, I mentioned it in the past. I like it, out of nowhere. He was really good to 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 watch to see. I don't think they utilized him enough. Uh, world's strongest slam, you know, the world's strongest man. I like when he was a heel. Mm-hmm. You know, later on he was awesome. Somebody kind of get their ass kicked. Three Six Mafia it was an awesome song. Um, Evan Bourne, I really liked a lot, and I feel like they could have utilized him more, and they didn't. He took one of the best RKOs I've ever seen. Yep. Um, and it was awesome. And guys guys now would not know, or late 90s, or even early 90s would not value, and I can't say this enough, you have Ken Shamrock, I have Owen Hart. People don't put him in the top of stuff. He was so good, and he was outshadowed by his brother, unfortunately. And uh, But I think Owen was a better wrestler. He was better on the mic. I liked him better on the mic. He was better in the ring, in my opinion. And I think he could have been used more. So he is, for a lot of people, maybe not even in the top 20. For me, he's probably close to my top 10. He was a good all-time talent. We lost him too soon. Um, I really like Owen Hart. I think that's great. Um, I, I have him up there a little bit more, but I think that's so correct because the dude was so entertaining. I mean, he was so much more entertaining than Brett was. All day, every day, twice on Sunday. He was a better talker, pretty damn close to a better wrestler. I wouldn't say quite better, but I mean they were they were on the same level right there. But as an entertainer and as a uh, as a as a performer that he was, I thought that he was much better than Brett on that level. He was so good. I mean, you, you can't... and he was a fantastic heel, fantastic. Oh heel. my gosh, yes he was. He was amazing. And today, what is today? Today is. The 11th? Sunday. Sunday the, is it the 11th? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, we're going to go into on this day in history. See, we're still 30 minutes in, which is crazy. Um, we're going to go to that in a little bit. But, Jeremy, I, I appreciate the question. I want to know who you say, if you give us a few, because you always have guys that some people might not have heard of, and I appreciate it very much. And some people don't value enough of what they've seen in history. So, um Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, that was, that was a good question. I like that. And I can't wait for the trivia next week. Me either. So we got to give our wrestling picks for SummerSlam before we get into anything else. So, All right, let me – I'm going to pull old dubs up here. Cruiserweight title match. You know, we now know who's going to fight Drew Gulak. It's One Lorkin. Who's winning that? Um, I have Gulak, and Dub has Gulak. I also have Gulak. 
Trish and Charlotte. I have Charlotte, and Dub has Charlotte. I also have Charlotte. I It'll be an interesting match. I think that Charlotte's going to go over here, though, even though Trish will be in her home pa- time. Pass, hometown. Pa- passing of the torch. Yeah. Um, she could pass me a torch. Yep. Both of them. Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler. I have Goldberg, Spear, Jackhammer, two-minute match. Brandon, though, has Dolph. Shut up. Are you serious? Dead serious. It says Dolph. Well, you know who I'm taking if I said that. Goldberg. AJ, Goldberg. AJ Styles and Ricochet. Um, Dub has AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. I also have AJ Styles. I also have AJ Styles. I think the uh, are they where are they the Bullet, Bullet Club right? No, well, the original club yeah, is the, what they are. The Bullet, Bullet Club's the old thing. Yeah, the OC. Yeah, I think they'll all well. They don't have a tag team match. It looks like so they'll all still have their titles. So AJ retains. Uh, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt the Fiend. This will be fun. Potential best match on the card for show. Bray's coming back, man. He might have some ring rust, but I mean he's coming back. That's that's fun. In ring back. Brandon has Bray. Yep. I have Finn. I am going Bray because I don't think they're going to do the demon yet. He's gonna. This is what's going to happen in my opinion. And I think that he's going to come out Finn Balor, and the Fiend Bray Wyatt's going to win, and is going to bring out the Demon. Demon's going to get him next time because Demon's never lost. It's just tough because this is SummerSlam. This is a big pay per view. They're not going to bring out the Demon at whatever the next shitty pay per view is. Well, they might They'd have to, to wait till Survivor Series. Well, they'll have to wait till Survivor Series, I which think. is two, three months, right? Yeah, November. Yep. So, all right, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Singles match. If Owens loses, he is forced to quit WWE. Come on, KO for me and Dub. And me. That's obvious. Kofi and Orton for the title. Um, I am taking Kofi. Dub is taking RKO. Uh, see, I went back and forth on this. I don't think they're ready to take it off Kofi yet. Nope, me either. So, give me Kofi. Uh, Bailey versus Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's Championship. You know who Dub's taken because he's been on the Ember Moon bandwagon forever. I think Bailey retains. Yep, I I agree. I so so far we have uh, do we have any titles changing? Not yet. Not yet. Becky and Natalia. Dub has Becky. I have Natalia. I do too. It's her I'm time. Actually, yep. It's her city. It's her time. Just give her the title once. I'm taking Natty Light. Yeah. And last but not least, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Title. Dub has Brock. Oh, man. I think that Brock also retains, um, but it'll something something's going to be weird here. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's just going to be just a normal match. I have a feeling someone is going to intervene, maybe to set up another Brock uh, um, feud coming up. But some, I, I just something's weird here. Something's going to happen. So Brock wins. Brock wins, but something weird happens. Brock wins as well. I think so too. Um, so those are our picks. Current standings: I am fifty-one and sixteen. Bear is forty-seven and nineteen. I got a three and a half match lead. Uh, because of that extra from the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon forty six and twenty, and that's it. Also, Dub put on here Roman over whoever he fights. He thinks they're going to add a, 
at a match possibly. So we'll be texting during the day if that happens. Brandon says Roman, so. Yep, I like it. All right, so on this day in wrestling history, we wanted to keep this under 40 minutes. Check out the time. I like it. 36. Yep. So let's go back. Um, Let's go back a few years. I'm going to look because I want to go to some Monday shows or a pay-per-view or something. No pay-per-view. How about 2014, Monday Night Raw, Hulk Hogan's birthday celebration from Portland, Oregon. Mm. Roman Reigns beat Curtis Axel and Ryback in a handicap match. Seth Rollins beat RVD. Jack Swagger beat Cesaro. Eva Marie mm, beat AJ Lee in a minute. Heath Slater beat Dolph Ziggler. And Randy Orton beat Sheamus. Not too bad. No, decent. Not too bad. Monday Night Raw, 2008 from Richmond, Virginia. So, 11 years ago. Beth Phoenix beat Kelly Kelly. Santino Marella beat Mickey James. Jesus. So, was it Santina at that point, maybe? Might have been Santina. JTG and Shad Gaspard, who are? Crime time. Beat Robbie McAllister and Rory McAllister. Chris Jericho beat Kane. William Regal beat Jamie Noble. And Cody Rhodes and Ted Dibodoski beat Batista and John Cena for the Tag Team Championships. Title change. Interesting. Batista and Cena. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. I don't remember. I do not remember that at all. Yeah, me either. Well, when did you say that was? 08? Yep. Yeah, I wasn't really watching then. Yep, me either. All right. So let's go back a little bit more. We had a Monday Night Raw 97. All right. That's All right. What I'm talking about Animal and Hawk beat Henry O. Godwin and Phineas Godwin in a country whooping tag match. <laughs> Scott Putsky beat Tony Williams. Flash Funk beat Brian Pillman. Ken Shamrock and the Patriot beat Owen Hart and British Bulldog. Farouk beat Chains. Shawn Michaels beat Mankind and Bret Hart in a dark three-way match. Beat the Undertaker. Or oh my Undertaker <laughs> and Vader. Big Van Vader. And that is pretty much it that I find to be worth anything. Um, Let's go into some birthdays. Let's see if they have anything. Hulk Hogan, as we said, because it's a birthday celebration. Yes. Hulk Hogan. How old is he? 69. Nope, but close. 66. Ah, he's getting there. 66. Um, (laughs) I love this one. Headhunter A. Hmm. Interesting. From unknown. Yep. No. Very interesting. Very. Um, and that's that's pretty it. It's Hogan's birthday. It's a big thing here. Well, there is one more. Oh yeah, there is one more, and you almost forgot. I almost forgot. That would have been rude. That would have been very rude. There's, Forgive me because of the uh, the time here. There's one one more. One more. One more birthday. So someone who's not sitting with us today and not here anymore for a while, at least three months. Happy birthday! And we're gonna have to dedicate two shows in a row to this guy. Yeah, I mean it's it's okay. It is it is his B day, so we can appreciate that. Happy. Larry Bird birthday to our own B-Dub. Shares a birthday with Hulk Hogan. Yep. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? You think he'd be more charismatic. Yeah. So we're going to have to call it. We'll figure out what we call it when we get out of here. But um, Brandon, happy birthday. Uh, we we wish you could be here more. We're, we appreciate your career and you were able to get it started and doing what you want to do. Uh, we love you and hope to have you back uh, in the next three or four months 
Yeah, that would be nice. So happy birthday, buddy. Um, and I'm not even going to make fun of you. That's it. I'm going to be nice. So thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing, Crandall Squatty Lawn Care, Tim at Verizon, uh, I almost said Stephanie, uh, Cassandra at PNC, and Steve at Savage and Associates. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good birthday to Brandon. And Notre Dame still sucks.